0: Martech Stacked episode 14 with Ramli John Brought to you by ContentCal, plan, collaborate on, approve and publish your content in one simple and intuitive calendar interface, this is Martech Stacked, the weekly show that delves into the what, which, why and how of marketing technology. I'm your host David Bain, and each episode I'll be chatting with a top marketer, or a top technologist, about what Martech they use, which are their top tools, why they use the tools that they do, and how they integrate everything together as part of their overarching content marketing strategy and Martech stack. I'm joined today by a product growth specialist who helps product-led companies optimize their user onboarding experiences to convert more trial users into lifelong customers. He's host of two podcasts, Growth Marketing Today and Product-Led Podcast. And the producer and host of the Product Onboarding Teardown video series for Product-Led. Welcome to Martech Stacked, Ramney John
1: hey david how's it going super excited to be on this i you know the tables turn and I'm, i love to
0: answer questions i'm usually the one ask, asking the questions it's great uh, to be on with fellow podcasters because um uh, you've got decent audio equipments you're you're comfortable with the medium and uh it's always fun turning the tables <laughs> of course yeah you can find, it is you can find you i find ramley over it's at productled.com so ramley explain what product-led does and how you use marketing technology to make it better
1: yeah product Led institute uh it's actually started by wes bush he is the best-selling author of product-led growth so essentially what we do is we help companies in two ways first if you're sales led so you have a very large sales organization we help you transition to become more product-led and product-led is Uh, allowing customers to actually try out your product for us or to try a free part of your product before buying it. So a lot of buyers nowadays prefer to try before you buy. It's what we do at Costco, right? There's a lot of free samples there. And the second part of the business is that we actually help uh, product-led businesses convert more of their free trial or free users into lifelong customers. So I'm really focused on the second part of the business where I help product-led businesses Increase their conversions.
0: Okay, great. And just to clarify, by being product led, do you mean SaaS businesses or do you mean that this business could also be a, a service oriented business that um, is positioning what they offer in terms of packages? That's a really good question.
1: I, yeah, so the way the product led is, is actually more of a go to market strategy. So, you know, you could be a service business, but transition more into where a lot of consultants what they do is they get people to file, fill out a huge form with like 20 different fields before they can actually contact you and you you got to start thinking about a way like how can i maybe provide value sooner uh whether uh, whether that's you know giving you know what we do we're doing onboarding teardowns or maybe doing a smaller kind of offer or a tool which you know neil patel does it really well he's he's a consultant that has taken over tools that offers free actual value to people in SEO. He has, you know, he bought Uber Suggests, which used to be paid, but now he offers it for free. It's, it's more of a go-to-market strategy and an approach to how do I how do I front-load value to my customers before they even have to fill out a, a big form or to 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 pay upfront.
0: So, do you think that any technology business listening should perhaps? Um, have a a free part of their offering? Because there are many technology businesses that perhaps do one-to-one webinars or um, an expanded sales process and just just sell B2B possibly and and don't offer a a free trial or um, certainly a a free ongoing access to their product. Um, is, Is that something that every business should be looking at doing?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. I think there's this matrix that Wes Bush put out in his book. And really what you have to think about is the more complex or more uh, novel or more new the the technology is, more likely you need to explain to mm. it, the people first. For example, if if it's a totally new interface that's never people's never seen before, or it's a new piece of technology like AI or, or you know I, I, whatever whatever is new, you might have to do that one on one conversation first. So you know, product led businesses tend to uh, tend to apply better for things that consumers already understand or customers already understand so uh, you know like re- what we're recording on right now r- Riverside.fm, people already have an idea on what it looks like to record a free uh, record a podcast mm-hmm. and record video because it's uh, it's a, it's been standardized versus something that's actually totally new which you know you might have to explain what what is it exactly that you do and <laughs> you might actually need a human there to to explain what that new piece of th- technology is.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a it's a good example actually because the, the platform that we're using to record this this podcast and. Video is is called Riverside, and it records uh, everyone's video and audio locally, and then provides me afterwards with um, a high quality cool. recording of that. And they do offer uh, a free trial. This isn't an advert mm. for <laughs> River, Riverside, <laughs> but it's 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 uh, it's funny that you you mentioned human involvement as well, because the founder of the business offered to come on with me and um, to have it's a cool. call with me to yeah. um to to see if I had any questions at all, and I think you know? ideally, you've got to combine that that free offer and um, the facility for Human customers touch. to be able to use the technology with actually that hand-in-hand approach to make sure they use the technology in the right way.
1: Yeah, that's, I totally agree. I think they don't have to be mutually exclusive. I think that's a big misunderstanding that people have. I've, I've talked to somebody who is a hybrid sales-led and product-led where product-led actually gives you a lot of data about product usage. Like, now you can go to the sales team and say, Well, you got to talk to this user because he's added five podcasts and recorded this and this. Like, this is a very, what we call a product qualified lead because they've now engaged with the product so much that they're probably really excited about it enough to talk to the sales team. So, that's one instance where product led and sales led actually uh, have a hybrid, hybrid model and it can actually work well together.
0: Great. Okay. So, so, what about the marketing technology within your, your, your particular business? Um, in general, what would you say that you're making better use of at the moment?
1: Yeah. So, I think since I'm so focused on conversion, a lot of the, the tools that I, I really focus on is really more product engagement and how do I get product data. So, those are a lot, a lot of the tools that I've, I've been really focused on. Too. How, how do I know? How do I figure out what my users are doing in the tool? Um, are they getting stuck somewhere? Because with, with product led, like, now you're like h- hoping people, when people try something, do they actually end up doing what I want them to do? Do do they, you know, with Riverside, do they actually record a podcast? Do you actually start doing something where, or did they just sign up for a free trial and then leave right away, which a big problem? Uh, and then I, you know, really tried to dig deeper into that.
0: OK, great. OK, well, one of the tools that may fit in there is Hotjar. We've already had someone from yep. Hotjar um, on, on the cool. series. So let, let's see, I guess, um, if that's one of the, um, the pieces of software that you've got in mind there as, as your top three tools. So starting off number three, what are your top three yeah. tools in your current Martech stack and why?
1: Yeah, so I go back to basics and people might crucify me for this, but I actually really believe that uh, SQL. So it's, uh, S- SQL, is a really big tool so you can apply like you know chartio or other tools like mixpanel to to your tool but often those things miss things because of the implementation and sometimes there's ad hoc uh, product engagement data that i I look for so that's the first tool a big example is i use this right now for one of our clients here an e-commerce email marketing platform and i use it to to see hey first of all when people sign up for a free trial, do they connect their e-commerce store to the email platform? And second, do they send the first email? And the cool thing with SQL before you go dig deep into like finding a tool that's perfect for you is you can like get the data, what do you need before you actually start You know, looking at a tool. So that's, I use SQL pretty much every day.
0: <laughs> so do you believe that digital marketers that don't understand code... Uh, are always going to be worse off than digital marketers that do
1: N- not necessarily. But I, SQL is 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 slightly different from knowing like Python or Ruby on Rails or like we're actually building building an app. SQL has become like the standard language for data being data driven. Everybody talks about being data driven, and SQL is the language of data because every app probably most likely is based on a, a SQL database. Like that's just the standard. Like, you know, uh, every company I've ever worked for in tech, their 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 database is in Postgres SQL. And when you know you know that language of data, now you don't have to like rely on the limitations of the tool that you have, or like, oh my goodness, we forgot to pass over this specific uh, this specific field from the data. Now how, how am I going to find it out? And now you have to bother. Now you have to bother like a engineer or a data analyst if you, if you do have a data analyst in your team to try to figure out and get the data that you need as a marketer or a growth marketer. So in some sense, I do believe that you know um, marketers should try to learn SQL because it is the language of being data-driven and marketing has turned into a more uh, data-driven field versus versus what it was
0: maybe 20, 30 years ago with the era of the mad Men. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps even 10 years ago, yeah, so it's, it's, that's it's true. Changing, changing very, very quickly. Um, so if a marketer just doesn't really know what you're talking about there, um, where's the best initial resource, um, if you can think of one, that someone can go to online to find out more initially about SQL?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I know Code Academy has one uh, that's more generic. I'm actually thinking about putting together a resource for marketers uh, related to that. I don't know if it's going to be out when this podcast comes out, but that's something that I've been thinking a lot about is no, SQL is a good tool for marketers
0: to learn. Okay, so that's so your Code Academy is a good resource. Yeah. Code Academy. Um, so that's your tool number 3. So what's your tool <clears throat> number 2?
1: Yeah, you talked about Hotjar. <laughs> I actually love uh, full story. Uh, and it's something that I've I've talked to other growth folks in product led uh, businesses like um, people from Wistia, they love full story for a few reasons. They actually have Full Story Friday parties where they would get their teams and then they would go sit down have lunch together and they would just watch recordings of their users interacting with the app right And and one other thing that full story does is they have like I, I don't want to call it a I because it's such a buzzword but they have some kind of algorithm to tell you. Uh, Randy or David you got to take a look at this user like this user is really stuck as they call it click rage. Where somebody's clicked, you know, have you ever clicked on a button or something over and over again because you're just frustrated Mm. and they have like signals to tell you, hey, uh, you know, you had five people click rage. (laughs) (laughs) So I I think what really Full Story or Hotjar or other other kind of user recording to what it does is it provides the why behind the what. Like SQL gives you what, like what did my user do? Uh, Did they connect that store? Did they send their first email? And now with Hotjar or Full Story, now you're gonna find out well a little bit more like uh, why are they ne- why are they not completing what we want them to do? Why are they not sending their first email? Why did they- why did you know why did that free trial in Riverside not uh add a podcast to do a recording? Like, what is it about it that they might have gotten stuck with? Maybe the wording or the design is confusing. And allowing those you know, full story Friday parties <laughs> with your team can allow like, deeper insights into the quantitative data that we just talked about in the SQL.
0: Great. Okay, so I'm just having a look at uh, the full... Uh, story website fullstory.com and also um, Hotjar as well I'm trying to get a feel for the differences between them both. Hotjar I've actually got an article on their, their blog <laughs> comparing them both. It's, um, it's it's quite good to actually uh, try and be honest and open and um, say to the user um, this is what Fullstory's got, this is what Hotjar's got, um, you, you make the decision. So uh, Hotjar are saying openly um, that they don't have bug tracking, uh, however they're saying that they do have feedback widgets and servings mm, and full do. St- uh, story doesn't have that um is, is that a fair comparison between them both is there another reason why you went for full story rather than Hotjar?
1: yeah i think that's a good point for Hotjar you can launch surveys you can ask questions i really what i really like full story is that it already provides that insight like you know the way i talked about click rage and you know you don't it, versus Hotjar. i don't know if they've uh, updated or added that feature re- recently where they don't highlight you know you have a thousand recordings and then you I, I don't want to have to sit through a thousand recordings with full story I have a thousand recordings but they're going to say hey this dirty had a problem with something you know they they, they obviously got stuck somewhere right they, they either click rage or they did something or they didn't do what you expected them to do you should watch this so I think that's one advantage the other thing uh, that I find with FullStory is it's really team-focused. So you can actually, when you're watching a recording, you can leave a note and tag your teammate, right? So now it's, it's really focused for, for teams like where I'm a product-led growth, I'm a growth marketer. I can tag a designer or, right? you know, I can tag an engineer. It's like, hey, like, you, I can tag an engineer and say, hey, there's a bug here. Like, it's obvious somebody's stuck here. So that's super cool that you can work as a team within FullStory. Uh, and uh, that's how it actually uh, Full story got is like one person in the company gets that and then they invite everybody else because they just want to tag everybody on the team.
0: So, because you can do things like that, you can tag team members. Does that mean that, and, and also looking at the Full Story website, I've clicked on plans and I can't see any pricing. Um, so, I'm right. feeling that Full Story is more enterprise focused and Hot on SME more. Is, is, is that fair?
1: Yeah, I think that's a great question. I, I interviewed the product marketing manager at Full Story, and this is an experiment they just pulled off last month. They've okay. always been product led, where uh, they had prices up front, and I think they're starting to move enterprise. They do still have a free account. There's a free user, um, a f- free plan where up to a thousand sessions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is I think it's gotten more pricey than it has been like maybe six months ago. Okay. So I think, yeah, it's fair. Probably Hotjar is more SME than, than Full Story now.
0: So we've got sequel to number three. Full story tool number two. What is your tool number one?
1: Yeah, this this is actually one of my favorite tools, not just for podcasting, but if I feel like it's a superpower. Like when you when it does what it does, like you're I still scratch my head. Like how how is it doing this? It's a tool called Descript. So I when I do a lot of customer interviews, you know, you can I can get it transcribed through Rev, right? But the video and the transcription when I record the video for customer interviews is separated from each other unless I ask for like. Uh, uh, subtitles which doesn't make sense so with the script you can drop any audio file or any video file into the script now that's why I've been using my podcast and then you click on it and then you say transcribe and then identify separate speakers so the script can tell you who was speaking like how many speakers you had on that video and then now you can tag them so like you know this voice is around this voice is David this voice is Melanie and it would like put the names attached to where the words are in that that video and you can actually make it searchable so when you skip and search for a specific word like problem you can skip forward to that section and the video would be attached to to that word i'm like how is that even possible so i've been using that for for podcasting as well where You drop in a file and then let's say somebody says um i can find out all the ums in that uh, in that file and just delete it i can just delete the word and actually delete it in the audio as well so i've been using this for customer interviews particularly for for my business because i do i do do a lot of customer interviews and to find the find out more about the why behind the data and it's cut back a lot of the time i spend on analyzing you know transcripts like you know i can get i can get it within a few seconds versus maybe when i put it to rev.com or something it does take 12 hours to to get the transcription back
0: great so it's descript.com you're talking about there as well uh did they only offer uh an ai driven transcription service or do they real do they use real users as well
1: that's a good question they have the multiple plans the i believe the highest level they 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 uh, confirm up to 99.9% accuracy, so I'm guessing there's a human involvement mm-hmm. there. And then the plan that I have is a little bit lower, which is like 95 or 90% accuracy, and that is just wait uh, just through AI. So there, there's is not that AI is definitely not perfect, but it's enough for me to like. What did they say here? And then you play the video, and then you can actually edit the text so that you can hear what uh, the exact words are saying.
0: Great, yeah. I mean, it's a great service. I've certainly heard positive uh, reviews about it before i haven't actually tried that one myself before i've, I've used rev quite a bit and rev is is generally very yeah, agree, good yeah. obviously there are occasionally issues um but it's it's going to be a bit more costly than Descript, So i would expect rev, rev to be a bit better because they use a combination between ai mm. and, and users actually doing the transcription at the same time uh, that said uh, there was an offer on app sumo recently that, yeah. f- for a service called happy scribe oh, HappyScribe, yeah. i'm not sure if you're so that's that's a different one. Are you talking about uh, an offer for? Descript? I thought it was an offer for. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, they did have. An okay. Offer a while back. It was an <clears throat> offer for Happy Scribe. I'm not sure if you've heard of that um, no. service, but I've signed up. Interesting. Um, and, and I, have uh, I've, I've taken a few. Um. Tokens or vouchers or whatever they're called, and uh, and, and I'm trialing Happy Scribe, and they're very very good. They're they're not quite as good as Rev. I would say Happy Scribe are probably about 97 percent accurate, and uh, Rev's more ninety nine. Um. So, but but AI is getting better yeah. and better, and it's incredible the, the the formation of the sentences that that they can have, and certainly in a year or two, there, it's going to be indistinguishable from people almost.
1: Yeah. The, the other cool thing that just came out with the script and this is absolutely mind-blowing i don't know how to do this you can talk to the script now for like 10 minutes and you can like fake your voice like i'm not sure if you heard that in like what is that where like you type you type words right and it's saying it but it's saying it in your voice and it sounds like it sounds like you it's absolutely crazy like it's for you know, if you want to you don't have to re-record your intro if you wanted that <laughs> sounds
0: more like for a criminal for to use your voice for voice recognition technology i mean sure if you're a
1: criminal you could use it to uh fake you know to exactly hack your phone but you know it's i thought it was cool i, I don't know if i'm actually going to use it but uh wow. they're, they're crazy
0: Okay, well, it, it's, a, it's a great service. Um, these are the services that uh, businesses should be considering, certainly if they produce a lot of video and, and, and audio content because the amount of editing that you have to do is reducing as, as, as time goes by. So those are three great recommendations there. So uh, let, let's get a feel for your content marketing strategy and how these services integrate with that. But I gather you produce videos on a regular yeah. basis. So do you actually use Descripts? Um, while you're producing the videos to, to, yeah, tests produce texts? That's, that's a great question.
1: Yeah. So for my podcast and also for the product led onboarding, uh, what I do is I find like a minute snippet that I can post up on LinkedIn and Twitter so that I can promote it. Yeah. I do use the script cause then I can just like highlight the quote, the best quote from that podcast or that, that, uh, that video or onboarding teardown that i've created and just drop it into a new file the words copy and paste the words and it'll copy and paste the the, that portion of the video so uh that's what i use now i used to use premiere pro which you know i don't know the words, so i have to like scrub through the certain part like put in the input for the beginning of the quote and then put in the output output for the end of the quote uh, and then ex- export that which now like what am I doing the script can just copy and paste this and you can export up to 4k so you know the script does export uh, video content really well I did the same thing for my podcast as well for audio snippets so I would take audio snippets where you know some of my guests don't want to show their video on the promotional stuff so I would go to the audio snippet and just highlight the words and then paste it into a new, co- what they call a composition, and then export that as uh, a minute promotional audio snippet for that episode.
0: So for video editing using Descript, could I take a 16 by 9 video? And would they output a 1 by 1 video for social media? Yeah,
1: you could. So you can crop that. Yeah. I haven't actually done it, done, done that yet, but I think you could. There is a way to change the, the dimensions. Yeah.
0: Okay, that that's that, that that's that makes it interesting for me because I'm, I've i been using um, Premiere Pro as well, and um, it's, it's, it's important to try and produce a video that's right for the medium. You, you mentioned actually producing minute-long videos there for social media. Yeah. Is that because you use them for Instagram? Because I, I know the limit on Instagram is one minute, but the, right. the limit on LinkedIn is, is 10 minutes, right. and for Twitter I think it's 2 minutes and 20 seconds. So do, do you do Instagram as well?
1: I don't. I should do Instagram, not as much. I know other marketing podcasts has, has done really well. I just do a minute because I get bored. <laughs> but also, <laughs> okay. I don't know. I think Twitter had a shorter limit back then. I don't know if what it was, but it minute a minute sounds like it's not too long. Where uh, two minutes might be too long for some folks. So just to give a taste of of the podcast
0: okay the, the reason i'm asking is because you know it's it's good to use video on an instagram yeah. and but it's also a pain to produce mm. different lengths of videos for different social networks right. so you tend to look at the minimum required across different networks and and just uh, i guess produce one piece of video for social media based upon the minimum required yeah so it's, it's always great diving into your specific um, use of, of, of different tools and, and videos, so what about calls to actions from those videos on social media? So you mentioned that you take snippets of your podcast, do you actually drive people back um, to try and subscribe to your podcasts as a result of consuming those videos on social media?
1: Yeah, that's another great question. One thing that I've been trying, and it's working somewhat pretty well for one of my podcasts, growing Marketing Market Today, is I try to drive them back to the website for a very specific reason, so each episode I actually, and this is why I use this script as well, is I actually pull out all the actual insights from an episode, put it in a one-page PDF, I call it a growth cheat sheet, and I tell them, hey, why why take notes when you can steal mine, go to growtoday.fm forward slash 101, whatever the episode number, to download my free growth cheat sheet, uh, so that's that's my call to action, is to get their, try to get their email, so uh, you know, I can stay connected with them, and you know. Also, the second thing is the the second option is to subscribe. Those are typically my two yeah. call to actions: download my free cheat sheet or subscribe to the show on on podcast uh, on whatever podcast you use.
0: Yeah, email is still very important. And of course, once you get that, you can always ask them to to subscribe as well. Yeah. Do you attempt to see what kind of device that people are reading your emails on and just deliver them the subscription option that's suitable for their device, i.e. Apple Podcasts if it's iOS?
1: That is not something I've tried. That's probably quite smarter. <laughs> I, like if they're using iPhone, right? But in even in that case, it's, it's hard to tell because even I have an iPhone and I, I don't, I don't use Apple Podcasts, it's not, a, it's not my jam, I use yeah. Overcasts, so it might not work as well. But if it was an Android… Yeah, I guess, I guess yeah. it's
0: it's more challenging to do by email, yeah. that's a good uh, advertising strategy to do on Facebook yeah, if, you, right. um, if you have a call to action yeah, to, to subscribe. Um, so let's veer back to the use of marketing technology within Product-led, um, and ask you as the business grows, what's an example of a process that you currently do manually that you w- you may wish to automate using marketing technology in the future?
1: Yeah, I think there's still a lot of things that I use. Whenever I look at a spreadsheet, I'm like, man, this this could be a tool. <laughs> I still drop like my customer research stuff into a spreadsheet to like pull out to pull out the insights. I don't know if there's any any tool yet that you know can. Can take it all and then kind of organize customer research, and it's the same thing for podcasts. I feel like for podcasts and a lot of the content stuff that, that I've been working on with it, that's uh, doing video or doing podcasts. I'm all over the place. Like I'm I'm doing notes. I'm on Apple Notes. Then I'm on Google Docs. Uh, and then I I have some files into my in my hard drive. Like and I use Trello to try to organize everything, but. You know, I can't really drop files in there to organize everything. I'm, I have a feeling that there's a way to better, like, um, put everything in one place and like have this a workflow somehow uh, to to get it all together.
0: From conversations with uh, the great thing about uh, doing this podcast, of course, I get recommendations from top marketers about the best technology they're using, and uh, a couple of people have recommended ClickUp to me. I'm not sure if you've you've tried that, but that's certainly marketed as a trello replacement in addition to being able to store documents and, and to do lots of things that might be worthwhile looking into there as that's well good. that's a good suggestion great and um in terms of you you, you talked about all the data that you collate for, for for target consumers or for research that you're doing what what kind of data do you actually um collate and for what purpose
1: yeah so i categorize like different um i would when I do customer interviews, maybe ten, I try to pull out like insights into, uh, like you know, if I if I had sticky notes, I would use it here, but I put them all in a spreadsheet. Once they're all in the spreadsheet, I would like categorize it based on you know what value proposition they're really attached to, whether what whatever that is for that too, whether that's you know it's faster or better or what is. I'm trying to like kind of organize the the value of this product to what consumers are thinking. Um, I've been using google spreadsheet which probably isn't the best i probably can use something else that can drop that like Miro or uh you know some other like even trello i probably can drop it in cards and organize it that way but it's still a pain like trying to kind of organize everything in one place and you know recategorize it
0: definitely definitely i think it's challenging to begin with because you don't necessarily know the categories that are appropriate so you you end up (laughs) <laughs> hustling away and, and creating documents with um, not much structure to begin with before you can actually start to structure things. So to a certain degree you have to be a bit messy to begin with before you can start to categorise things. Well um, Ramley, we've had a great discussion today about um, different types of marketing technology, how you use it in your business, um, You know, really diving into transcription there and how it's very important for um certainly podcasters and and, and video publishers to be aware of um in terms of what we've discussed today would you say there's one key takeaway that you think the the listener should leave with
1: yeah i think if i to put put it all together i feel like with a lot of marketers now like oh we're, we're all data driven Getting into the data is, you know, when we to say data, often it's quantitative data, right? Oh, let's let's do some spreadsheets, or let's let's do SQL, all around. You could do SQL, go to SQL and figure out this and this. Finding out the why behind the what and merging that together is really where the magic happens, you know, and the you know, two out of the three tools that I suggested are really focused on that, the why. And if I can suggest that to any marketers about being Uh, data focus or data driven that that's where the magic happens focus on merging the why to the what and telling a story
0: that really jumped out for me as well as a phrase when you were talking about full story you were talking about the why behind the what Mm. and um, i i I like also the phrase that you used there as well being data focused um i I think data driven can someone sometimes encourage people just to look at data (laughs) and not ask the question why and just reacting from from the data and uh and, and not using a bit of common sense or a little bit of qualitative data at the same time. Mm. Well, look, Superb, thank you so much for your time and your tips today. What's the best way for the listener to find out more about you and what you do? Yeah,
1: three easy ways. Uh, first of all, I'm active, really active on Twitter and LinkedIn. There's only one Rami John, thank goodness from my unique name. Uh, second- Lucky for you. <laughs> second, you can find my podcast is Growth Marketing Today. You can find it on Apple Podcasts or wherever. Go to growthtoday.fm. And third, I do uh, onboarding teardowns of different products. I've done Deputy, Drift. I'm gonna do Canva. So go to onboardingteardowns.com. Superb stuff. Thanks again. Well, thanks so much for your time, David. I really appreciate it.
0: And thank you, dear listener, for joining us. If you haven't done so already, sign up for your free trial of Content Cal. plan, collaborate on, approve, and publish your content in one simple and intuitive calendar interface. Plus check out all the other Martech Stack show episodes over at contentcal.io. Also, wherever you're watching or listening to the show, let us know your opinion. What are the three most important marketing technologies in your business? Let us know and we'll try and give you a shout out on a future show or maybe even have you on as a future guest. Thanks again.